Hey guys, welcome to Phone Home, a guide to finding your way back home. This episode, we're talking about angels, uh, the historic side of angels, the more spiritual side of angels. I felt like I had a lot of resistance with this episode. For two weeks, I was researching different theories on angels, hearing about other people's experiences. I even recorded this whole episode and I scrapped the whole thing because I forgot that the awesome thing that made my first episode so interesting is that it was a reflection of me. So I haven't learned about the Bible since I was in high school. So going back to that place was definitely a little bit triggering. Um, I grew up going to church every Sunday and going to youth groups. It actually was a lot of fun getting to know kids who were also forced to learn about the stories in this book. God and his teachings were definitely ingrained in the minds of everyone around me during this time, especially my family. Not until I came out later did I start to really like break free from those programs and what uh, society always told me about myself. I remember when I came out to my mom, or actually when she found out because I was texting my friend about boys and how cute they were, uh, through my mom's phone. I really, really thought that my mom did not know how to use her phone back in 2013 when she had Metro PCS, but clearly she definitely knew how to use her phone. It was so funny because the texts on my mom's phone were my friend asking me what kind of guys I liked. I was like, yeah, I don't know, like, I think I like Italian guys. Like, I don't really know what kind of guys I like. I literally just started liking guys yesterday. Um, but yeah, so like very juicy details, um, and the gossip was popping back then, the chisme was there, and, um, my mom was here for it, but she actually really was not here for it, cause her response was, no, you're going to church twice a week now. I went to a grade school and high school who taught Catholic teachings, so when I tell you I was over it, Girl, I was over it. I remember going to church and wanting to sing like one of the choir leaders there. Every Sunday, I love going to church so that I could try to imitate the way that she was singing her undulations. Um, Eventually, I actually learned how to sing through like YouTube and imitating her. So I swiped my gay card, I took my rainbow flag, and I got the hell out of there, honestly. Um, I definitely believe in God and Source, but I just feel like the Bible has so many similarities to ancient texts and pagan religions that I don't know if it's worth shaming someone for being different or thinking differently than you. Just like, believe what you believe in, you're here to guide only you. So I chose angels for this episode because I remember growing up, my mom filled our entire house with angel figurines and painting of little cherubs, like those angels that have wings and they're flying around and their asses out. Like, it, honestly, it's funny to think that all of these like flying angel babies are in the homes of the entire world. And in reality, angels actually do not look like that. So someone in my family claims to have seen angels many times in their life. In order to kind of understand their experience and because I'm really curious, I decided to create this episode for them. So for this week's episode, I want to start with a message I received for The Collective. I receive these messages through my days while I'm washing the dishes, meditating, listening to a podcast. 
a medium once told me that I have this great ability of being able to see how a bunch of threads connect. That's kind of what it's like when I get messages. It's like I'm pulling or receiving certain phrases and fitting them all together. It's like when you're about to fall asleep and you start getting a bunch of ideas, you start coming up with all these inventions, you're like, oh damn, like I should have did this. And all these ideas are like getting downloaded to you pretty much. And the more you get up out of your bed, even though it's really hard, this happens to me almost every night. And the more that you get up and write down those ideas or write down those messages, the more that they'll come to you. It's like uh, training a muscle. All right, so let's get started with uh, the episode. Are people who are in my life supposed to be there? So many times we try to fit old relationships back into our circles, not realizing that you both are now operating from totally different vibrations. Who will I be if we aren't together? Am I prolonging my suffering simply because I'm scared of not feeling safe? You're potentially doing a disservice to yourself by going back to old habits. In result, you're actually inviting that vibration into your life. So the more you allow it, the more your vibration may match up to theirs or they'll match up to yours. We're all curious about that certain someone, how they're doing, and if they're mature enough to jump back into things. But usually it takes people some time to become self-aware of who they were in the past. As the veil starts coming off, you'll start to see who really loves you unconditionally and who is there because they want to get their needs met. It's okay to distance yourself and create healthy boundaries. I've done this many times, but when you're operating at a high vibration, it's not just for you, it's for the whole planet. Maybe you don't feel connected to this place. Maybe because you've been hurt most of your life, you want to take a break from it all and recharge in like your sanctuary, your space. Maybe you're afraid of trying new things. Question all of your thought patterns. Am I depriving myself from greatness? We are all being called to step our game up, to realize where we came from and the long journey it took to get here. So you keeping all of this knowledge and love to yourself is first a disservice to yourself because you aren't really improving your surroundings by being closed off. And second, a disservice to the person because you're actually blocking their ability to maybe learn from you and possibly have their own ascension or awakening. Things will never be the same as they used to be. Help a little at a time. I believe we live in our own universes where we can create and attract anything. When doing energy work, I've been told that, you know, when a blockage or a stagnation of energy is about to be released, we can start to, you know, clench certain parts of our body or have a negative thought come up. That's because that program or stagnant energy is being triggered. So once you start operating from a higher vibration, your presence in a public setting may trigger something within someone around you, um, maybe resulting in them being hurtful to you or, you know, opening up to you. That's because your vibration is so high that they may start to assimilate to yours. But the thing with becoming high vibrational is that you can't take those programs, all of your painful stories that you like to rehash and reanalyze. It's like the rides at the amusement parks that say you must weigh less than 200 pounds to ride this ride. 
You may not vibe with certain people like you used to, but everyone's awakening is totally different. I used to be America's like number one people pleaser because I was an assistant for so long. That just became part of my personality. I would try to take on everyone's pain and just allow myself to be completely open to whatever. Oh, you need some advice, a card reading, some sound healing, I got you. Not realizing that I wasn't doing that for myself first. It's time for us to start taking care of ourselves first, taking care of our own energy and trauma first. If I really want to help someone with no expectations to receiving something in return and because I love them unconditionally, I would want to take care of my own energy before I go and potentially affect theirs, right? Do I want to be someone's friend because they can offer me something because I'm looking to make a transaction? What are you here to release? Can you allow yourself to feel and be felt? Does giving love or receiving love lead you to tense up? Can you be more available for your loved ones or is this a time for healthy boundaries? Have confidence in whatever you're striving for and working towards. You're heading towards exactly where you need to go. It's all meant to happen like this. You may not understand it. You may feel like you're just sitting in the dark waiting for something to happen. Even if you are in the dark, there are still lessons and symbols the universe is sending you. You are a multi-dimensional being experiencing life through one lens, 3D. Find your light. Where will this light bring you? What worlds and experiences are waiting for me? It's like, imagine being in a whirlpool. The more resistance you have to controlling where you're going, the harder it's going to be to make a full revolution around the pool. Let go of everything that doesn't serve you, and just let life take you on the journey that's meant for you. Why do I want to help others remember who they are and where they came from? Why is that such a big thing on my podcast? It's because it's through this remembering of others that I'm able to reintegrate my own remembering. Remember your voice is your vibration. What you speak into the world, into other people, is actually a reflection of yourself. Choose your words wisely and please share your voice. We all want to hear it. For this week's episode, I was called to pull the card Mintakan. Mintakans are a soul group who originated on a planet in the constellation Orion. They were the first star beings to travel to Earth and believed to be the original light workers. Their home planet is made of mostly water, but no longer exists. They are here to teach us to see the potential in everything and the light in all beings. Many past life Mintakans have an odd longing for home without knowing where that is and struggle with feeling like they don't belong. You may be being called to work on feeling secure and safe where you are now. Connect with the earth and choose where you feel most at home and create it rather than waiting for the feeling of belonging to come. Take this time to filter or program your water. Take a bath with some water-approved crystals. Water can be healing in so many ways. Thank it for being 60% of your body. This week's main topic is the angels. I chose to focus on guardian angels, earth angels, and cherubs, you know, the flying babies. 
um, who they are, what do they look like, how do I connect with them, um, all that jazz. So let's first start with the most common, guardian angels. Before you come to earth, you and your guardian angel already have a bond. I like to imagine what my conversation with my guardian angel was before I came to earth. I feel like mine was like, girl, I'm gonna have your back, but you know, good luck. You, you about to become a baby. Um, you have no idea what's going on and you're not gonna know I'm here until you're like 26. So <laughs> throughout your life, uh, they may communicate with you in a dream, inspire you or protect you. You may be able to see them or hear them. You can imagine God as the sun and angels as stained glass. What passes through are the messages we receive every day. When it's your time to cross over, they take hold of your soul and help you transition. Other angels may come in and out of your life, but your guardian angel always stays with you. Your guardian angel will never leave you because they are in the presence of God, that speck of light, your soul. When we die, many believe we become angels, but I believe we are so much more. Some people may say that angels are a Christian idea, but they are seen in multiple religions, texts, and art around the world. People are fighting over God and who gets to experience him. It's not an exclusive club. We are all able to tap into source, our soul, the universe, all of the above. It's comforting to know that we aren't alone. And since we don't live in those higher realms and dimensions, there's so much we still don't know. Lorna Burns, who has many books on seeing angels, says that in a big group of people walking down the street, she can see angels weaving through people, helping a mother calm down her baby, helping someone carry a bag, or whisper an idea into someone's ear. Since they are closest to you, they are actually the easiest to connect with. Once you learn how to connect with them, you may be able to later connect with more beings in the angelic realm. They live in a dimension slightly above our logical mind, and through raising our frequency and consciousness, we may be able to tune in and connect. If you would like to try to connect, you can set an intention and say, I call upon my guardian angel. Please connect with me, surround me with your light, and assist me in tuning into your love and presence. Letting go of everything external that's going on in your life and letting your heart open. Knowing that you are protected by a bubble of golden energy and only frequencies that are in alignment with your highest good may step forward. Go deeper into your mind and allow your mind's eye or third eye to open. Then allowing that bubble to turn into a column of light that rises above the top of your head. You may feel warmth, tingling, love, keep that flow going. Your intuition may guide you to deep breathe, visualize certain settings, messages, or songs may come to mind. Go with it if you feel called to. Once you feel as though you are in their presence, ask for a message or guidance. Your first time, it may be something subtle, like a sense of love, feeling as if their wings are hugging you. Don't get caught up in the outcome, or I can't wait to tell my friends about this. Just allow it all to flow. I recommend doing this in the morning because what we don't realize is that sometimes in our dreams, we are being healed by our spiritual team or even traveling to different dimensional structures. I like to imagine my dreams as video games 
that my guides have designed in order for me to learn a specific lesson or pick up a trait that I may need to use in the immediate future. Some people have even experienced dreams that teach them how to dance certain styles. Since we are already getting guidance in our dreams, when we wake up, we are reintegrating ourselves with our bodies again. Since you are operating at a high vibration when you wake up, jumping back into the higher realms may be a little easier in the morning. Next we have Earth Angels. What many of you listening to this podcast may be. Earth Angels are spiritual beings that have chosen to drop down from higher dimensions and incarnate into a physical form in order to help the world heal and awaken. The interesting thing about Earth Angels is that even in their human form, they still hold that connection to the higher 7th and 9th dimensions they come from. Finally, we have Cherubs. Cherubs, which are seen as angel babies, come from Italian art and Greek and Roman myths borrowing from the shapes of Cupid. What we refer to as cherubs are actually cherubim, which are found in many ancient texts. Cherubim are animal, human, and angelic hybrids who have two wings that cover the front of their body and two wings in the back, which are used to fly. We first see them protecting the Garden of Eden in Genesis, but these hybrids are actually seen in many ancient cultures like Set in Egypt, Ganesha in Hinduism, and Pomola in Native American mythology. It's interesting to see that these neighboring countries were experiencing similar spiritual beings. Even some of the names of the archangels were borrowed from Mesopotamia. They were painted inside of temples for protection, and we also see two cherubim on the top of the Ark of the Covenant. These cherubims may also be a symbol for humans as we have this innate instinctual monkey mind part of us, but also this very divine part of ourselves. So if we work through these parameters, loosely speaking, the goal may be to integrate the animal instincts within us, use our spiritual team as tools to help us become ascended masters, like Jesus, Kuan Yin, Confucius, and many more, your spiritual team is pretty much like a toolkit. They help guide, protect, and heal you because they're acting through source energy or God. We have source energy within us, which leads us to want to love, help others, be compassionate, and stand up for what's right. We are all kings and queens. That's why we are all assigned a spiritual team. They are protecting something sacred. They are protecting that God spark within us all. The modern government, which is only about 244 years old, is here to keep us in order and keep us from this knowing. We are here to realize and activate the Christ-like, Buddha-like, Krishna-like nature that dwells within us all. We chose to incarnate during this time in order to help the earth move into a new phase. I feel like 2020 was the last hurrah for these lower and negative forces want to keep the earth at a lower vibration. What I'm personally feeling about 2021 is that we are on a tightrope and we're so close to breaking through. We've lived our lives believing we are born alone, but our angels, guides, ancestors, ascended masters, fellow humans, beings from other star systems are here to assist us in earth's ascension. We are all pieces of the puzzle and we all co-create this together. The earth wants to heal. Choose to shine your light. 
claim and manifest joy and abundance. Herbs, crystals, sunlight, moonlight, angels, wind, air, fire, water, metals, ancient wisdom, they're all tools. Appreciate all the tools that are around you. Wow, I love all the messages that came through this episode. Thank you all for making it here. I'm sending you all so much love. Have a great week and I'll catch you in the next one.